to your point about chicken, you think that's going to be healthy. There's plenty of restaurants out there, and one that I can name off the top of my head is actually Chick-fil-A. They Calling uh, Chick-fil-A out. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Shots fired. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of people in that Chick-fil-A line that are going to be real upset, but let's hear. (laughs) Okay. Well, they add sugar to their chicken. That's why they come back. grilled chicken. So before we hop into today's episode, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and supporting our brand. Me and Alyssa started Fit Grind just about three years ago, and we've been working every day to grow this brand and grow this community. So we want to thank you for tuning in and listening to what we have to say. If you'd like to support our brand and the content that we are producing, you can head over to fitgrindapparel.com. You can use the code Jordan20 or Alyssa20 to save 20% on your next gym outfit. So if you're looking to level up your gym outfit, go check it out, fitgrindapparel.com. Let's hop into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about tips to help you survive the holidays while maintaining your health and fitness, but also enjoying time with your friends and your family. Yeah, this is a good topic. I think that this is very good timing for this topic. I think a lot of people get kind of anxiety around the holidays and are like, I I feel like the holidays are going to ruin my fitness. But in today's podcast, we're really going to talk about how you can maintain your fitness while still practicing balance. We're, we're big, big believers in balance and, and how do you enjoy that time with your family and friends and, and understand that you can have that time with your family and friends and enjoy the foods that you like, but still maintain your health and your fitness and and still prioritize that. Not just completely, completely ignore that. Yeah, for sure. So last time we talked a little bit about, you know, setting goals and I believe that it's a great opportunity to start setting goals by the new year, but also you can always set goals. So there's no reason not to start your goal now. So if you do have a new year's resolution, you could start doing some of those things now because it's easier to ease into that versus going in so strong. And it's a little bit harder to jump into something cold Turkey opposed to easing into that. So if you do have some fitness goals in your new year's resolution, you can start implementing some of that into your habits too during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So some things to get you started with helping you stay balanced during the holidays is, like we said, enjoying time with your friends and family, but also still prioritizing getting in your workouts, getting in movement. And remember that this is a time where, you know, it's colder outside and we are sitting around enjoying conversations with friends, family, but also sitting down and eating. So be mindful of that and any opportunity that you get, go offer to go on a walk with your family, um, do something active, do, do a game, be, be mindful about like incorporating some movements. So, cause I think this is a big time of the year where, you know, we're eating food, we're sitting down, having conversation, yes. drinking. And More calories, less movement. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So that is one way that you can start implementing extra movement is just being mindful of that and going on walks with your family or, you know, getting up and playing a game, like not just a card game, but like getting up and playing a game where you're like moving around. And I know for our family Christmas, we get this saran wrap ball and we are all up. Like we were like sweating. Yeah. Gets intense. (laughs) And like you're 
up and moving and throwing the ball around and just implementing some things like that in your holidays is going to increase that extra movement. And then being mindful as far as food goes, if you are not moving as normal as much as you normally would, then you're not going to be as hungry and you're not going to require as much calories. So, yeah, and you'll feel that too. Yeah, yeah. So just being mindful of that. So if you, if you know that typically you're getting in at least 10,000 calories or 10,000 steps a day or more. And during the holidays, if you're traveling to go see family and you don't have access to a gym or you don't have access to a treadmill or a cardio equipment to implement that extra calories and it's really cold at wherever you're going, then just being mindful that maybe your calorie consumption is going to be less because there is less activity. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing before this is, is planning ahead. So looking at if you're traveling, a lot of people travel around the holidays and they're going to see family. So they're outside of their normal conditions. Okay. Normally I'm working out on these days at this time and maybe you have a trainer or a group that you work out with and you have that accountability piece with when you're traveling you lose that accountability piece so you have to be accountable for yourself and realize okay i'm going to my family and this state i'm going to search local gyms and see if i can find a gym that's within five miles in planning ahead worst case scenario is that you can't find anything and you stick to just good old push-ups, squats, lunges. I mean, you can do a lot of great, great exercises and get a great workout with body weight movements. You just have to take that action to go and, and actually do it. I'm not saying that it has to be this hour and a half long workout, but you could do a circuit of push-ups, squats, lunges. You could do like some planks or some hollow holds or some side planks, some sort of core movement. You go through that like three, four, five times and, and you would get a great workout in 30 minutes. And it just takes you planning ahead and saying, okay, I'm still going to prioritize my fitness and my goals. And I'm not just going to take a week off or two weeks off. Cause that's where I think a lot of people get around the holidays is like, Oh, I'm busy. I'm stressed. I don't have time and we're eating more. And it's like, well, I took a week off. Let's take another week off and we'll pick it back up at the new year's. And I think it just takes saying, no, I have goals and just because it's the holidays doesn't mean that I'm going to sacrifice my goals. I'm still going to work towards them at whatever capacity you can. Yeah. If you have access to a gym outside uh, or when you're out of town, that's great. Maybe you get up a little bit earlier and you make that sacrifice and you go drive to the gym and, and get your workout in. You maybe shorten it up a little bit, but you're still getting in. And I think that's what's really important is just sticking to structure and, and yeah. not just completely ditching your goals and your health and your fitness. Yeah. Especially if that already is a routine for you. So if you're already in the routine of working out and then you go out of town and and you stop for that week, it's really hard to get back into that routine. So even if you can just implement, like Jordan said, waking up early, getting to the gym, still keeping that a part of your routine, that is going to help. Planning ahead, finding a gym, bringing some equipment if you have some like bands um, or just sticking to the good old body weight exercises. But also moving on to the nutrition piece, that is something you can also plan ahead with. So knowing that you are going to maybe your grandma's who's, you know, grandma's like to make cookies and grandma's like to make homemade dinners that are like, God knows what's in there. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to pass on that stuff, but it is going to be more calorically dense. And when we're eating those foods, they are going to make us feel full and maybe 
our stomachs aren't going to agree with that necessarily and they're not going to have as much protein in them and they're going to be higher fat, higher processed foods. So if you can pack some protein along and implement the protein throughout the day, the added protein is going to help you feel full and sustain your energy throughout the day. So I think that's something that is a huge priority for me is packing protein bars you know, protein powders, beef jerky sticks, whatever it is, because those are easy things that you can travel on a plane with or easy things that you can pack along in your suitcase if you're driving somewhere. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, when you're eating these big meals, I think it's important to to look at volume. So your protein is going to help you um, just feel hunger or not feel hunger. It's going to help you feel more full. Um, it's going to make you feel satiated. Also, vegetables are a great option too as well. Mm-hmm. So typically, you're going to be able to find, you know, a veggie tray of some sort or some sort of cooked vegetable with your holiday meals. What I would do is I would try and prioritize that. Or maybe you have an entire plate of veggies before you go to your full meal and make sure that you're also drinking water. Those are three yeah. things right there that can help really going crazy on your on your Christmas meal and just going crazy and eating everything and going on a bender and then you're like, oh, well, screw it. I might as well just keep this up the next day. And like, you really yep. fall into that bad routine. So pro- prioritizing your protein, uh, making sure you're getting enough vegetables and that you're staying hydrated and you're drinking water can really help us feel feel that sense of feeling full and that satiety faster versus mm-hmm. if we're not hydrated, we're not eating a lot of protein in a meal and we're not eating a lot of vegetables. So that can definitely help with, with volume from a volume standpoint to make yeah. you feel full. For sure. And, and if you are going to a family event and they ask you to bring a dish, you can always bring a dish that you know is going to be a safe choice. So like Jordan said, if, if you are in charge of the vegetable tray, it's easy to bring that knowing that you can munch off of that when you do get hungry and, um, get full from those options instead of snacking on the cookies or the other processed foods that are tempting. So I think too, like something that works for me really well is I love dessert, but sometimes if I know I'm going to be eating a cookie or brownie, I'll chug a protein shake before, because that's going to make me not eat as much of the sweets. And it's also going to be a good balance of proteins. And then in the cookie, you obviously have the fats and the carbs and it's just a good better balanced out meal rather yeah. than munching on cookies, spiking up the insulin and <laughs> Oh, I could eat 10 cookies and, and still feel hungry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's harder to stop at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, if you find a good protein shake that you like too, it's, it's essentially like drinking milk and cookies, right? Yeah. So I had this really good idea the other day and it actually was awesome. Tell them about our uh, hot cocoa that you made. I think that's a really good, yeah. really good tip that you know, maybe you're drinking hot cocoa. Not that that's bad, and you can get sugar-free um, hot cocoa. Nothing wrong with that. But if you could get some extra protein in, this is a great option. I'll let Alyssa tell you about this one. This was pretty good. It's actually pretty simple, yeah. but you could do this with any protein powder. You could do this with just plain chocolate protein powder, but you just mix the hot water, and we have like a little kettle. It's electric kettle. Hot water and the protein powder, and voila. Just stir it on up and you got hot cocoa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you use any sort of chocolate protein powder and that, I mean, we drank that and I actually felt full. Yeah. And 
we had a meal a couple hours later and I was like, man, I'm still full. So one thing I want to rewind for a second and go back to nutrition. I think a lot of people have a lot of different parties and they have a lot of like meals around the holidays, you know, whatever, whatever holiday you celebrate, there's a lot of like, okay, we're going to go to this side of the family and eat here. And then this side of family and then same thing with Thanksgiving. I think it's important to one, enjoy the time that you get with people and food is something that a lot of times and and lots of different cultures that we, we kind of bond over and we, we gather and we eat food and we have different, you know, backgrounds of food that we'll bring. And that's a way that we all bond. But also I think it's really important to realize that you want to be able to cut that off at some point. Yeah. You might have like four or five different Christmases that you're going to. And like, maybe you're not binging on every single Christmas that you go to. I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is it turns into not just one day, but it turns into like four days, five days yeah. a week. And then they got leftovers and it turns into this like week or two long thing where they're, they're eating way more calories than they normally would be. It's colder outside. They're moving less. And I think that it's really important to, to realize that, you know, we want to still prioritize most of the time structure of food around whole food sources. And, one tip that I would I could give people is saying, okay, maybe you know that you're going to have a dinner at so-and-so's house or dinner with this side of the family. Maybe the front half of your day is a little bit lighter. I'm not saying that you should not eat. That's the worst thing that you can do. I was actually literally waiting to say the exact Perfect. same thing. <laughs> Perfect. We're on the same wavelength here. Yes. You should still have breakfast. So say you're going to have, let's say for example, you're going to have dinner. Still start off the morning with a breakfast or maybe you go do your workout and then you come back and have maybe a lighter breakfast. So you're still going to have some source of protein, whether that's a protein shake or some eggs, um, still have maybe lighter on the carbs and just keep, uh, keep it to where you're eating a meal, but maybe it's a little bit lighter. This is more normal foods that you yeah, typically Yeah, normal normally. foods, whole, whole foods that you would normally structure your diet around. And then maybe you are, like I said, you're having dinner at a family's house. Lunch might be a little bit lighter too as well. Maybe you have a good source of protein like chicken or beef or turkey or tuna or fish or some source of protein. And maybe you have half the amount of, of carbohydrate source that you would normally eat. So maybe you eat a whole potato. Maybe you're going to eat a half potato for lunch and then maybe do some vegetables. And, you know, that's a good way. You're still eating something. You're not completely cutting things out. And then a good snack, maybe you're in between breakfast and lunch or in between lunch and this dinner that you're going to go have, maybe you do a protein shake and some, some fruit. Yeah. I think it's very valuable to, to cut some calories away from the beginning of the day, knowing that you're going to overeat later. That's something yeah. that's very valuable, but do not completely not eat. Don't yeah. skip your meals. You still need to eat. Don't wait until five o'clock because what's going to happen is you're going to be so freaking hungry that you're going to overeat and you're going to go on a bender. Yes. So that was literally what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other <laughs> tips on that? I was just going to say that if you wait too long to eat, then the cravings start to kick in and then you just overindulge on the foods that, yeah. that I think a lot of people do that. I think yeah. that's, you know, Oh, I'm going to eat a lot of calories, so I'm not going to eat. And they're like, Oh man, I'm so hungry. I feel dizzy. And when are yeah. we eating? And people get kind of like hangry and they're like, yeah. they're ready to eat. That's the worst thing that you can, not just from like an, a, like an energy and like mood standpoint, mm -hmm. but also from an overeating and metabolism standpoint. And so I would just say, make sure that you're, you're still eating. You're just maybe eating less. You're still eating yeah. whole foods. You're just eating less of it in the front half of the day. Yeah. 
For sure, because you don't want to go into an event like starving because that's when those benders do happen or those overindulging things do happen because yeah. you're, you know, maybe you're around foods that you don't typically eat and you are hungry, put those two combinations together and it's hard to stop eating those things. I mean, I've been yeah. there. So, you know, like I don't think it's a bad thing to eat throughout the day um, and keep things pretty normal. Like Jordan said, maybe lighten up on the carbs and maybe the fats too, and just keep it higher protein whole foods, fruits, veggies, stick yeah, with those. lots of volume. Yeah. Yeah. Stick with those things and, and make sure that you're staying hydrated because hydration is one of those things that it's really hard for me personally in the winter. And I don't know if it's like weather related, but like I like to drink like ice cold water. And so in the wet, in the winter you're cold and like you want warm things. So drinking water can be challenging for me in the winter. So you know, prioritizing that the front half of the day is going to help too. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Another topic I want to talk about on the nutrition side of things is alcohol. I think that's one thing where we think of the food a lot, but alcohol consumption is something that there's definitely more of around the mm-hmm. holidays. And I, uh, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with, with alcohol. I mean, everything in moderation, just like eating cookies, like we enjoy Christmas treats. We enjoy Christmas dinners. Um, we just went to a concert last weekend and we had a couple drinks. Like we enjoy those things, but I think that, you know, moderation really is the key, but I have a couple tips. Um, do you have anything to say about alcohol consumption? Um, I think that alcohol also leads to one of those bender situations because when you're drinking, you're less aware of of maybe what's going on. So you start getting the munchies and you start eating and all you're doing is adding in the calories with the drinks that you're drinking. And then you're adding in foods that are maybe worse choices than you would typically pick. And you're staying up later typically. So lack of sleep, you're awake longer. And so then you're tend to eat more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that again, we practice balance. I'm a huge believer that you can enjoy alcohol and you can enjoy food and, and it's like, you know, it's a time of being together, but a couple tips that I have would be one, if you're having alcohol, you need to make sure that you're staying hydrated. So every alcoholic drink that you have, have a glass of water in between, very basic, very simple, but something that will make a difference. It's also going to limit the amount because I can promise you, if you're alternating, you're doing a beer and then you're doing a glass of water you're going to get pretty full pretty quick um, yeah. or you're going to be running to the bathroom like every 20 minutes. And the water doesn't count coming with your vodka. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you can't just have a vodka water and be like, oh, I'm doing vodka water, so I'm doubling I'm up. That's a good point. <laughs> I would also say just make sure that you're staying on top of your protein. So say that you are having alcohol and you're not eating for a while. You need to find some source of protein in the 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 time around the alcohol consumption too as well to absorb yes yep make sure that you're not just you're just drinking and drinking drinking because like Alyssa mentioned if you're drinking alcohol and you haven't really ate a lot um and then you know we're getting to where we're getting a little tipsy then we go to dinner time like oh i'm famished that's where like she said you're less aware of like what you're eating you're not being conscious about the the food choices that you're making or the amount that you're eating 
or it just turns into like, oh, I got to like sober up. I got to eat really heavy to like yeah. soak up this alcohol. Like that becomes something where it just, it, it becomes this unaware state of what and how much we're eating. So yeah. water, make sure you're prioritizing your protein and like I said, enjoy yourself, have fun, but yeah. also realize that like if you have fitness goals, holidays are not just an excuse to completely forget about your goals. So yep. ask yourself what, what is, is really important to you? If, if getting sloppy drunk and, and eating, eating like a pig is, is important to you. Hey, more power to you. But if you have goals, you know, make sure that you're, you're still prioritizing those two as well. Yeah. Because just remember that when you are making those choices of drinking, um, it's going to be a lot harder to achieve those goals. Cause I know, like he said, we don't drink very often, but when we do the next day, the workout is much more challenging yeah. and I'm sweating more because my body is trying to get rid of those toxins. So something that can help you get rid of those toxins too, is getting a good sweat. So if you are drinking the night before, a good tip would be to get it in a good solid workout the next day or hopping in a sauna so that you can sweat Even if you out. don't feel like it, you'll yeah. feel like you're going to, you're not going to feel like going to work out, but after that workout, you're going to feel way better. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm glad I did this. I'm glad that I, I, took action and, and went and worked out got a good sweat going. You're going to feel much better about that. Yeah. And, and making healthier food choices, you're going to have more energy to do your workout and you're just going to feel, feel better overall yeah. all around. So I think, um, as far as the holidays go, we have, our tips have been so far to prioritize your workouts and make sure you are packing you know, or, or just doing body weight exercises or planning ahead. And as far as nutrition goes, same thing, plan ahead, pack extra protein, snack on better food choices, such as vegetables, and then staying hydrated, making sure you're drinking plenty of water. And then as far as drinking goes, again, still staying hydrated, but being aware of the calories and the alcohol consumption. So one thing I want to talk about is restriction. So a lot of times people go to go into the holidays and they're like, I'm going to do, I'm going to be perfect. I'm not going to eat any cookies. I'm going to bring my own meal. I'm not going to have any treats. I'm not going to have any alcohol. Do you think that that's a good strategy? Do you think that that's a bad strategy? What are your thoughts on that? I've actually been there where I've brought my own food and I think there's a time and a place for that. So if you are dieting down for at the, the times that I was in that, that phase of my life, I was dieting down for a bikini competition or you had had to be strict. Yeah. Yes. Um, or if you are really trying to get down to a specific goal as far as you have a wedding coming up or, you know, something that is really important to you, then I, I think that there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's not something that you're doing all the time, 24 seven, 365, because that can become a very unhealthy habit. So, um, I, I, like I said, time and a place that that can be appropriate, but as far as like not letting yourself enjoy the balance of implementing those foods that you do enjoy or those classic cookies that grandma always makes or that your mom always makes, you know, um, 
I, I would hate to miss out on that because we only have one life and you also are setting an example, which I talk a lot about to your kids and I don't have girls, but I have boys and I don't think that it necessarily matters a boy or a girl. They're still watching you. I mean, I've had crew come home and tell me multiple times, like the girls at school said calories are bad. And it's like, no, no, no. You know, like, so they, they see that. So if they see me bringing in a Tupperware of food, like what am I teaching them? Am I teaching them that this food is bad and and then they're going to eat that and feel guilty about it? No, I, I want to encourage them to eat the foods that they enjoy, but also we encourage them to eat healthy foods on days that we aren't celebrating Christmas or celebrating Thanksgiving or during the holidays. So I think finding that balance is important. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that you can really look at is people categorize food as good and bad. Like a chicken breast is good. A cookie is bad. And Mm -hmm. we live in such like black and white worlds, but I think that is problematic unless you are, like Alyssa said, unless you are dieting for a bodybuilding competition or you have some sort of like fitness event or fitness goal that's in the near future that you got to stay dialed in. Yeah. You're probably going to have to keep things pretty strict. And, and I would definitely say like, I'm all about sticking to your goals and there's phases, but if you're not getting on stage and trying to get to like 5% body fat or any like really specific fitness goal. I think restriction for a lot of people is not the way to go. And I think it actually causes more anxiety around eating than good. And it leads to overeating, whether it's during the holiday season or somewhere after I always think about when we're really strict with our food and we're like super anal about it, there's going to be a binge somewhere like there is, and there always is, even with us, we're super, super strict and diligent. There's always some sort of binge versus if you tell yourself, Hey, I can have a cookie or two cookies and you know, I'm still going to stick with my goals and I have goals of losing weight or um, whatever your goal may be. That's, I think that's a more healthier habit to practice. And I think Mm -hmm. it's more sustainable and leads to less binging because there's a lot of access to to quote unquote unhealthy foods around the holidays, lots of Christmas treats and not that I want to label food as good and bad, but there's a lot of, a lot of more processed foods, a lot of more sugary treats, but when you label it as bad and you tell yourself that you can't have it, I think that's a really dangerous spot to be in because eventually you will, and you will overheat it versus if you just allow yourself to have one. Like I always use the example. If I put a plate of cookies in front of you, I'm like, you can't have those cookies you instantly want those cookies versus, Hey, have a cookie. You're going to have a cookie. Maybe you have two, but you're going to stop. Like it's all about how it's, it's framed and the mindset around it. One of my favorite quotes is it's not about what you eat between Christmas and new year's. It's about what you eat between the new year's and Christmas. So the course of those 11, almost 12 months, that's, what's really going to make your, your make or break your fitness. Now within reason, if you're going crazy and you're binging, between December 25th to, to January one, you're just going crazy. Yeah. You can really derail your fitness, but most of the time, if you're practicing balance and you're structuring all your food around whole food sources and you're loading up on veggies, you're drinking your water and you're practicing moderation. I think that you can eat the foods that you enjoy 
and allow yourself to have those things and you're going to have less anxiety about meals and overall you're just going to binge less especially around the holidays so that's my take is enjoy the foods that you that you like enjoy your favorites i mean everybody has like an aunt or a grandma or somebody that makes this awesome dish that you always look forward to like my thing is um strawberry jello or like rolls like i'm a big carb guy <laughs> like that's like just just me and allow myself to have those things but if i told myself hey you can't have that i'm gonna want it i'm gonna want it i'm gonna think about it and then more than likely i'm gonna overeat on it because i restricted myself so yeah. restriction in my opinion is not necessarily the way to go unless you have a really specific goal that has a timeline associated with it yeah or a food allergy or something to that extent yeah. also like you mentioned if you are restricting cookies and you think you're making a better choice, sometimes that choice that you think is better can actually be worse. Like for instance, there's some salads out there at restaurants that you think you're choosing the salad and it's the healthier choice, but actually has way more calories and sugar than maybe if you were to choose a burger and fries. We were just watching a, a video on YouTube the other day about, um, it was like the top 10 highest calorie meals at restaurants and i think a salad was in the top 10 somewhere was i sleeping for that because i maybe don't okay remember i that. was watching you were definitely there you must have been sleeping don't remember that. <laughs> but yeah that's a good point i mean at the end of the day yes it is simple calories in versus calories out the more calories that we eat the more calories that we need to burn if there's an excess amount of calories we're going to gain weight now short term like you know if it's a day and you work out a lot more than likely your body's going to use those calories going to store some of those carbs as, as glycogen yeah you might put on a little excess water because you're just more inflamed but when it's prolonged for a couple of weeks turns into a month turns into how you eat every day that's where you start to see a lot of body fat gain yeah. but to your point like yeah there's a lot of a lot of food that is salad is supposed to be healthy but yeah. it's what we're putting on our salad yeah. it's you know oh this this chicken is supposed to be healthy, but it's fried. There's, yeah. there's lots of, lots of things like that, that I think, you know, most of the time structure your food around whole food sources and you're going to be fine. Yeah. And to your point about chicken, you think that's going to be healthy. There's plenty of restaurants out there. And one that I can name off the top of my head is actually Chick-fil-A. They calling uh, Chick-fil-A out. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Shots fired. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of people in that Chick-fil-A line that are going to be real upset, but let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, they add sugar to their chicken, That's the they come grilled back. chicken for the record. So you go onto their nutrition label on their website and pull up their chicken and it's supposed to be just grilled chicken. And there is a laundry list of ingredients on there. So educate yourself is what I'm trying to get out. It's not just Chick-fil-A. But I hate to break it to you. They are one of them. Um, Chipotle is one that I really like because they actually um, use natural ingredients and less of the processed nasty oils. Um, so I've educated myself into all of that. And that is kind of why I choose certain restaurants. Um for that specific reason. We have like three restaurants that we go to. We're like creatures yeah. of habit. <laughs> yeah. But for, for me, um, when I have gut issues, it, it, it's more from a gut standpoint of, of how that's going to make me feel. And 
I think if you are constantly eating those foods and you're not aware of how you actually feel and then you cleaned up your diet a little bit and you stopped eating some of those foods, I think you would feel a lot better. Yeah. And and some people just go day to day drinking alcohol, not drinking enough water, eating processed foods and that they don't even know what it's like to feel good. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think just being aware of, of, you know, the foods that you're putting into your body and trying to clean that up a little bit and adding in movement. Like I know we're talking about the holidays, but this, like Jordan said, like not just around the holidays, it's important to do this all year round, which right now during the holidays is when we do typically overeat and we're not moving as much, but this is the best time to start prioritizing those things because of that reason. So because you know Christmas and the holidays are here and there's going to be more food and the weather is getting colder, this is the best time to start implementing more movement you know, start taking your diet more seriously. I don't, I don't know why we wait till after the new year. I think it's better to start now because we are surrounded by all these, these delicious foods. So why not start implementing workouts now and being yeah. more active now? Yeah. Um, because you're going to, it's going to be an easier transition when the new year does come. Yeah. And like, not that you can offset, like if you, if you eat 500 calories, We'll do a YouTube video on that sometime. I've actually did one almost almost a year ago around Christmas, but we'll do another one on that. Maybe we'll do it together, where we eat a certain amount of calories and we go burn. You can't you can't out train a bad diet. You simply cannot. It takes. It is so easy to eat 500 calories. It is not easy to actually go burn 500 calories. Yeah. And you can't. It's plain and simple. You just can't out train a bad diet. But what Alyssa's talking about is you can develop healthy habits and you yes. can develop structure and forget about the scale, forget about weight loss, yeah. weight gain, forget about that. Let's focus on just health. Like mm -hmm. it is healthy to move our bodies. It is healthy to, to come in and not only challenge our body, but strengthen our strengthen our mind and our mental toughness and create this routine. And like we always talk about, there's so many other benefits to exercise and then just weight loss or weight gain. And yeah, maybe you don't lose weight over the holidays. You know, mm -hmm. I think the average person around the holidays gains like five to eight pounds, like the average American, which is a lot. Like that's, that's a pretty significant number. I don't know if they've done a recent study on that, but that's a pretty significant amount of weight. Let's not even focus on weight. Let's just focus on developing some good habits because when you develop those habits and you can create structure around routine, and you can do that consistently for not just a week, but you do it for a month, for three months, six months, between, like I said, the New Year's and the next Christmas. If you do that for a whole year, you're going to see a lot more progress. And that all starts by by just setting those habits now, like today, yeah. like after you're done listening to this podcast, like <laughs> go to the gym or do something healthy, move your body, go for a yeah. walk, stretch make a good food choice, like just set good habits and you just build on top of each, each habit. And before you know it, you're crushing your goals because you're doing things consistently and you're just, you're just crushing it. So I think that leading up to what you said too, like you're, you're likely to overeat during the holidays. Like we've been talking about and you, the stat of 
gaining five to eight pounds. If you are part of that stat and this year you want to do something different and you don't work out currently and you don't currently eat healthy, I think just adding in some extra movement and, and making baby steps to your diet, maybe you can, can maintain your weight during the holidays because that would be, that would be ideal. I mean, no one's really, unless like we talked about doing body competitions and such, no one's really trying to lose weight during the holidays because there's so much going on. Yeah. It's, it's more challenging during the holidays to lose weight. So if anything, just maintaining is a huge stepping stone. So by implementing in, if you're somebody that doesn't work out right now and you just start moving, you you actually could lose some weight or just at least maintain throughout the holidays. Yeah. But I think people after the holidays, it's like ready to go hard on their New Year's goal. And the reason that, I don't know the stats on this, but the reason that so many people fail during their New Year's goals or New Year's, New Year's resolutions, resolutions yeah. is because they they go from doing nothing and and we go from eating crappy during the holidays and then we set this huge goal and this like almost unrealistic goal and it's really hard to achieve. So if you can start implementing some of those little things now and then kind of inch your way into a goal and set realistic goals, which we've talked about before too, then you're more likely to continue that goal versus giving up in February or March and you're more realistic to develop those habits. Yeah. Extremes. Extremes are overrated. Mm -hmm. If you take anything to the extreme, you can't do it for for an extended period of time. There has to be a timeline. Okay. I'm going to diet super hard for this competition for 16 weeks, you know? Timeline. At the end of that 16 weeks, you're you're ready to binge. Like yeah. you are ready to just go eat everything in sight. Or I'm going to do this marathon training for 16 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the extremes are great when there's a certain timeline, but you can't do extremes all year round, 365 for years and years and years. You will not stick with that. You have to yeah. find structure that is sustainable. And that is where so many people go wrong. And as yeah. you're starting to think of those, you know, New Year's resolutions that are that are related to fitness, the biggest goal that our biggest tip that we can give you is find something you can be consistent with. Because if you yeah. if you take it to the extreme, one, you're gonna get hurt, or two, it's gonna be so crazy and so hard to from going to zero to hundred that you're not gonna stick with it. It's gonna burn out and then next year you're just gonna be making the same goal. You have two ways that you can approach a goal. You can do it the hard way or you can do it the right way. And the hard way being, I'm going to restrict myself, I'm going to work harder in the gym, and I'm going to basically run myself to the ground and get results. Yeah, you, you, you may get results that way, you probably will, but that is much more challenging to st- sustain, but also there comes a point where like your body is gonna be like, pissed at you and be like, hold up. I need more food. You're overworking me. And it's eventually going to be like in shutdown mode or you can do it the right way and eat enough to fuel your body, to get appropriate workouts in, find something that is sustainable for you and that you can do for a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, 
you said it best you have to be you have to find sustainability and if you're setting these goals that are that are crazy and like you mentioned yeah you might you know take it to the extremes and you might see great progress but how many people have lost weight but then put it right back on so many people do that every year or they reach a goal and then it was just too much to where they they can't sustain that goal that's that's not fun because then you're like oh i it's like when I did this, I lost weight. So that's how I need to lose weight. But really, no, it's, it's not how you need to lose weight. It's you did that and you lost weight, but it wasn't sustainable for you. So you need to find a more sustainable method to lose weight, but then keep the weight off or reach this goal and then sustain that goal. Because fitness is not, I did that once or, Oh, I lost weight once. And then I gained it all back. That's not fitness. That's not health. Health is being able to, to sustain that for the course of your life and continuously working at that. So something else that I wanted to touch on, we've talked about the nutrition side of things. We've talked about the fitness side of things and alcohol, staying hydrated, incorporating sleep. So sleep and stress during the holidays can be disrupted. If you're anything like me, I am a mom of three kids. So this is a stressful time of the year for me to try to make sure that Christmas is perfect for the kids And you may have nights where you're not sleeping well or you wake up in the middle of the night because you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I got to make sure I get this gift on time or I got to get so-and-so a gift because I got that mom crazy brain. Making sure that you're getting quality sleep and managing your stress is also going to be another tip for me to, you know, help us get through the holidays. Um, Some ways that you can manage stress are going to be making sure that you have time to yourself. So something that I like to do is I like to go get my nails done. I like to go get a massage, go to the chiropractor, go work out, obviously. (laughs) Spending time um, to regroup and kind of get away from some of that stress. And then as far as sleep goes, some things that I like to do to prepare for sleep are try to put the phone away before bedtime because that screen is going to stimulate your brain and make you have a more challenging time going to bed. And not to mention our phone is typically where we do work, business, things, etc. So it's going to be harder to fall asleep when your brain is thinking about work. You're looking at me like this is relatable for you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm maybe preaching this to him. (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> no, but it, it's challenging to to all of us because we live in this world of stress. We live in a world where you want to do more, be more, be better, and we're always trying to keep up with all of the things. And so, just finding ways that you can decompress by the end of the night. Um, and like I said, still working on that. Jordan and I both are still working on that because kids don't go to bed till nine, so. You know, by the time it's nine o'clock, it's like, when do we have time together? What I'm trying to say is during the holidays, implementing sleep, managing your stress is also something that's going to help you get through these long, stressful holidays. Yeah. I think that might be my best quality and my worst quality at the same time. The always like, what's the next thing? Want to be better, want to get better, want to grow. But also it's like a double-edged sword. Like it's... yeah. You know, it can be, can be stressful too. So, but yeah, to your point of making sure that you are prioritizing sleep. Now, what we talked about too, like you're going to be able to prioritize sleep a little better and get better quality sleep 
by trying to stick to somewhat of a routine. So mm -hmm. if you're out of your routine of your workouts, of your hydration, you're eating foods that you're normally not eating, you're drinking more alcohol, you might think that, hey, you know, that nightcap, I, I had some alcohol before bed and I slept so good. The quality of your sleep is actually way Disrupted. worse. <laughs> yes. When you drink alcohol. So just think about that too. If you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, I slept for like 10 hours and that my nightcap really put me out. The quality of your sleep is not good with alcohol consumption, especially before bed. So, you know, take that for what it is, but sticking to structure and sticking to your normal habits as, as much as you can, not saying that it has to be the hour and a half long workout that you normally do, or the two day workout that you do, or the workout that you do every day. But if you can still get some sort of movement in, whether that is a game that you're playing, I mean, it's supposed to be 50 degrees here in Nebraska on Christmas day here. Yeah, That is crazy. Normally it's like, we're not going to have a white Christmas. Normally it's cold and snowy. And so, you know, if you're in a climate where you can get outside, get outside, go for a walk, especially after a meal, it's going to help things move, digest. just move and digest. <laughs> and you're just going to feel a lot better. Go play a game, go do something, go for a run, make sure you get your, your workout in if you can, whether it has to be body weight or it has to be, you know, maybe bring a band or one pair of dumbbells. You can, you can get the best workout with one pair of dumbbells or not even a pair of dumbbells, body weight stuff. Yeah. You can do an awesome killer workout. Just sticks to your structure all of those things are going to help your sleep too. Because yeah. when you get out of your routine, we're, we're all creatures of habit. And when you get out of your routine, that's where sleep can get off or you get less sleep or just lower quality sleep. And that really can affect just a lot of things around the holidays. So that's a good point. Yeah. I think too, like people don't understand how much stress can, if, uh, how much stress can affect your sleep but also your diet so and your weight loss journey. So it, if you're, you know, not managing your stress also, then you are more likely to skip out on meals. Some people think that is like, oh, I didn't eat lunch today. And it's like, that's not good. That's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I do like that's, that's not a like, oh, hey, high five. You skipped your meal today. Like, that actually just causes, like we talked about in the beginning of this podcast, is it, it causes you to be hungrier later on in the day. So like I always tell my clients, I'm like, break up your meals throughout the day because a lot of them have that problem where they're working all day long and they're just putting their head down and working, drinking their cup of coffee in the morning and then going all day, forgetting to eat and then coming home and just like, it's like a bender. So it's, it's just important to manage your stress, which would be your job at that moment. Obviously when you're, when you're not being able to manage any time to find time to eat, clearly you're in a high stress job. So just being mindful of that, whether you have to set an alarm or something on your phone to remind you to eat. I mean, my brain is my alarm. Like, it's like, Hey girl, you are hungry. And I think <laughs> that's where we're different. Like I will, I will get into that. Like Angry. That mode of like, oh, like work, 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 work. Oh man, I didn't eat. I, I'm, that's one thing I'm trying to be better at. You're good at at prioritizing. I'm food. the fat kid. Yeah. You're not a fat kid, but <laughs> you're better at, at prioritizing and structuring that food. And that's something that I, I I've tried to be better about in the last year. The first two years of opening our business, I was absolutely terrible yeah. about it, and it, it does under eating is just as bad as overeating, yeah. or under eating will lead 
to overeating eventually, you know, you want to feel hunger. You want Mm -hmm. to feel your body telling you that it's time to eat because that's, yeah, that's your, that's your metabolism working. When Mm -hmm. you are under eating, you're, you don't have a metabolism that's like a fire. It's not stoked. And when we have a lot of clients that come in and they'll tell us like, Oh, I'm not that hungry. Or a couple weeks into working out, they're like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry lately. What's that's weird. Yeah. Your metabolism is revving at that point. We want that to happen. That's a good thing. And when you're skipping meals, you're slowing your metabolism down and you're making it harder for you to make progress. We've had so many clients that come in and we actually increase their calories from where they're at Mm -hmm. and they lose weight. And they feel better. And they feel better. They and they have energy. better workouts. They have energy. Their mood is better. Yeah. So don't think that under eating is, is good. Under eating is not good. You under don't get eating. A prize. No, it's not like, hey, I didn't like Alyssa, hey, I didn't eat today. Like I can have this meal. We're not that's not the way it works. We want to make sure that we're still eating um, high quality foods and that we're fueling our body. That's all food is at the end of the day. Food is fuel that is going to energize our bodies. It's going to support our daily functions. It's going to support our workouts. And when you look at it that way, you're going to structure food more often because you know that, okay, I need fuel to get through my tasks for the day versus, you know, you might get that brain fog and you're like, oh, I just. You're like reading my mind. I can't. Yeah. We're on the same (laughs) wavelength. Yeah. I can't think or I can't, I don't have the energy or, oh, I don't really feel like working out. But I, you know, you ask a person like, have you eaten anything? Oh, I had like, I had some grapes or like I had a protein shake this morning that was eight hours ago. It's like, well, no wonder you don't have energy. You you aren't fueling your body properly. And that's, that is a big thing. That's a whole topic for, for another day, fueling our bodies. And that is a whole topic, but we'll dive into that. But for for today, just make sure you're not skipping food, that you're still eating food and that you are, you're not, yeah, you're not skipping food. That's yeah. What I always, simple. what I always tell my clients is when you are skipping a meal, basically what you're telling your body is, um, I'm, I'm not going to eat right now. And, and then you go and eat later and then you're not consistent with like how often you're eating. So your body gets confused. Your body likes that routine. Your body wants to know when it's going to be fed. It wants to be able to, you know, feed and fuel off of the the food that you're feeding it. So if you're not feeding it for long periods of time and then you're feeding it a lot at once and then you're maybe waiting like hours again, it's going to store that food and it's going to store it as fat because it's like, oh my God, are you going to starve me again? Because last time you didn't feed me for like seven hours. So I'm going to store all of this. And so I always explain that to people and, and then they're like, Ooh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Cause you know, your body, if you, if you treat it right and you fuel it throughout the day, it's going to work in the right way. It's going to be efficient, just like your car. Like when you put gas in your car, like if you don't continuously fuel your, your car, it's eventually not going to run anymore. I mean, it doesn't store the fuel, but it, it eventually stops running, which is what we're trying to say is your body needs the food and the fuel to sustain energy. And you're going to be more efficient throughout the day 
be a better employee, be a better mom, be a better, you know, a person when you're taking care of your food, nutrition, your workouts and your hydrating, which also can cause brain fog if you're not getting enough hydration. And that's not just water, that's electrolytes too. So um, that's a whole nother thing that we can get into sometime too. But also implementing sleep and stress management, which I think is just a hot topic right now in general too. Something that I would like to get into into this new year is actually yoga and meditation. That's something that um, I think would be a great way to manage stress. Um, but there's there's so many different ways that you can you can manage your stress, and I think that's super highly underrated. You know, a lot of times people get stressed around the holidays, and yes, we can't control how much stress that we get in our life, but we can control how we respond and how we cope with it. And I think that exercise and movement is such a good way to cope with our stress and, and just come back fresh. Like some days I'll come to the gym and I'll get here at like four forty-five, and, and don't come home until five thirty, six thirty, And that's a long day and it's a long time to physically be at the gym. But I love the days where I get to go for a run and like get outside and leave because I come back and I feel so much more fresh, recharged, and you would think that, oh, that run, like, wouldn't it make you tired? But actually, you feel so much more just alert, aware, you know what's important, and you know, like, if you're stressed about something, you know what the next step is going to be, or, okay, I'm more clear on the situation. So Get that runner's high. Yeah, it's a great thing to do, especially around the holidays, because it can be stressful. It can be yeah. a lot of people time, and a lot of, like, we have this, we want it to be perfect, and we want it to be, you know, the perfect holiday, and... I think, you know, it can be stressful, but if you use exercise as a tool to manage that, I think it really does, does help maybe not relieve the stress, but it helps you maybe manage it or just be able to handle that stress. Yeah. Sometimes like going for a run or, or getting a good lifting session and you can just put your headphones in. And sometimes when I go for a run, I'm like, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, I love to like go for a run, clear my head, clear my thoughts. And, and sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes you run and you literally are thinking about nothing. Yeah. And that's what's like refreshing for me. It's like, yep. it's really hard for me to turn my brain off. And that's why I said meditation would be something I'd like to get into, but it's very hard for me to like say, Hey, calm down, whatever you're thinking about, like, like put it aside. But sometimes when I'm running, I'm so focused on my breathing and, and the, you know, the scenery or, you know, how tired I am or (laughs) how far I'm going that it actually is a good way to actually shut my brain off. Or if I have a lot on my mind, sometimes it's easy to go and like gather your thoughts and really prioritize those, um, those things. So, and same with lifting it just depending on the day. That's why I like the combination is because some days, you know, getting a good lifting session in, you you can just turn on the music and put your head down and just work. Clear your head up. Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, again, a topic for another time. A lot of times I'll get myself in trouble because I will supposed to be an aerobic run supposed to be like, okay, keep your heart rate low, go for a run and work on building aerobic base. But you said, you mentioned that sometimes you're not thinking about anything. I love running hard. Like <laughs> I love just those high heart rates where I am not thinking about anything other than breathing and putting my right foot in front of my left foot and my left foot in front of my right foot. And yeah, maybe it wasn't like the best thing to build my aerobic base, <laughs> but 
hey, I mean, it helped me just zone out and just get lost in it because when you're running hard and there's not a lot of like flat around here, everything's kind of like hills and yeah. I mean, your heart rate's high. You're not thinking about anything else. There's not much time to think. No, there's, it's just completely mindless running, you know. But you're also listening to bangers. Oh, I I listen to like ragers. Yeah. So I'd be running People would probably not, probably not guess what type of music. (laughs) I mean, I love outside of the gym, country music all the way. I love country music when I'm running and really when I'm lifting a lot too, it's either like hard rock or like. EDM. Yeah. Like we've just gotten into that recently, like the last couple of years. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I love EDM music. Yeah. It's me just, too. But it's me going, it gets me hyped. But when you're running, like, honestly, I listen to podcasts when I'm running because it, when I'm doing an aerobic run, cause it does keeps you not hyped. <laughs> exactly. And that's the point of an aerobic run yeah. is to try to just focus on breathing or not focus on anything. Like, yeah. So, I mean, you could take that approach like Jordan, if you need to get, in a hard run and listen to some ragers or, or don't you could listen learn from to, my mistakes <laughs> <laughs> or you could listen to our podcast stick to and your program and <laughs> structure workouts don't be don't be like me <laughs> and we can entertain you throughout your run and yeah um i think e- even a book like sometimes like um you can listen to a book an audiobook yeah yeah it's just a way to escape i, yeah. I mean some people don't listen to anything while they're running and that helps Good for them away but yeah I am not there yet. Yeah. So. A lot of mental toughness. Yeah. Yeah. So these are some tips that you can take into the holidays and not saying that you have to follow everyone, pick ones that are going to work for you. Realize that you don't have to be perfect. We're not striving for perfection. We're striving for some sort of structure that can help you through the holidays. And I hope that these are some tips that you can take that, that are going to work for you and uh, help you kind of provide some structure around yeah. around the holidays and your fitness and your health goals. Yeah, and get you started in your New Year's resolutions and help you throughout the year. Yeah, so thank you for tuning in, guys. This has been episode four of the Grind, Sleep, Repeat podcast. So let's see if you have anything to say. No, we'll just be here next time. Yeah, so happy holidays, guys, and we will catch you guys in the next episode.